Hi, this is Dan Cassetta. Welcome to Flashback Friday on Changing Lives, Selling Knives. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from people who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. Episodes feature some of Cutco's most prominent alumni and top achieving current leaders. Flashback Friday is your chance to hear a short piece of one of my favorite past episodes. We'll hand select the best nuggets to share with you in this short form. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real world concepts for business and life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's flashback. Today, we are flashing back to episode number 43 with Cutco Vector's Michiana Division Manager, Brett Wiggins. As one of the pillars of the company's Midwest region, Brett is rapidly becoming one of the most influential leaders in the company. He leads a rapidly growing organization, volunteers his time to impact youth at his church, and devotes time to his family life with his wife and three young daughters. In this short snippet, we talk about one of Brett's most important strategic anchors for success in business, and also how going slow to go fast has helped Brett build his organization on a solid foundation. Brett also shares how he is intentional about making his life great, both professionally and personally, and he ends by detailing some of the ways that he serves others in his community. Through his positive example, Brett Wiggins has become known as a highly respected young leader and a positive role model for many others. We hope this conversation inspires you to look within at the ways in which you can strive to model excellence for everyone around you. Please help spread the philosophies and strategies of Cutco Vector by sharing this and other episodes of this podcast with people in your network. The podcast is available for free on just about all podcast players. All episodes, guest bios, and show notes can also be found at changinglivespodcast.com. And you can support our podcast sponsors by clicking on the link marked Deals on the podcast homepage. Enjoy this flashback segment with Brett Wiggins, and remember that you can revisit our full conversation at episode number 43. You're well known for the idea of just doing what's right and using that as an anchor for how you do everything. This applies both you know, in your personal and professional life. And I would just love to hear a little more about this concept and how it's manifested itself in your, in your division. Can you speak to that for a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So we, as a division, we have four strategic anchors that I want everybody to kind of adhere to. And when they're making a decision to think about it, to recruit the best, pursue best practices, achieve breakthroughs, and do the right thing. And specifically with doing the right thing, it's just the idea that I'd rather sell less the right way than, than sell more the wrong way. There are so many opportunities in business in general to find that gray area to take advantage, I think. And I just, I want as a division us always to be making the best decision for each individual person without thinking what would benefit me most? And, and I think that a lot of new leaders that I work with, a lot of times they'll, they'll describe an entire situation to me and say, Brett, what do you think I should do? 
And I, and I think that everybody inherently tends to know what the right thing is to do, but there might be that little voice in their head going, yeah, but if you did it this way, X, Y, or Z might happen. When they know what the right thing is to do, and I think just placing value on doing the right thing way over results helps to develop people. Our, our retention, I feel like, has been really amazing over the course of the last few years. Now, three years ago, we had literally four offices represented at our SD2 push for our entire division. And this past year, we had 17. And I will tell you that it's because I think people know that we're going to make the best decision for you, for them both in and out of the business. They trust our leadership when it comes to what's best for me, what's the position I'm going to thrive in, what's the territory that I would be best in. And I think that they know that, hey, I'm going to do right by you. Our leaders are going to do right by you in and out of the business um, from, for, for them, period, whether it's what's best for, for them or not. So just always try to go above and beyond. Is it uh, something I learned from Trent? There are things that are permissible, but not always beneficial. And really trying to find that area, that circle that it's beneficial for them. And it still works for us too. Hmm. That was really good. That was insightful. And, and you know what? People need to hear what you just said. The idea of making the decision that's right, regardless of the short-term benefit that might come the leader's way if they steer something a little bit, you know, different path. That is a situation that people will confront many, many, many times in business and in life. And it it's so easy to take the expedient path because it's going to be good for today. It's going to be good for right now. It's, you know, this is okay. It's not that bad in the long run. But people need to hear over and over and over again. And I, I, I really respect that you've made it one of your pillars of your organization because the pillars of our organization tend to get repeated frequently, right? I'm sure that at every big meeting, right, this is something that you talk about. And so your people yep. are hearing consistently that this is what we do. And so when they confront that situation, there's going to be Brett Wiggins in their head saying, right, do what's right, do the right thing, right? This is what we do. And it's, it's, it's going to be much more likely that they'll make those decisions in that moment. I think that for me, when I first started just really saying, hey, I need to do the right thing all the time, try to, we had a situation uh, at a conference where some of our, our new like assistant manager leaders made less than off decisions. And I had the decision, you know, they're awesome performers. Do I give them any sort of consequence and potentially upset them and maybe they leave? Or do I just kind of let off the hook, look the other way and it'll work itself out? They're young, whatever. And, and I made the decision, you know, they, they, there need to be consequences because if, if that's not a consequence and they know I know about it, well, now they think that's okay. And now that's my responsibility. And I will tell you, we did lose some people in that specific scenario, but the few that are still here are some of the best leaders that we have. And some of the people that they instill those pillars and anchors into their entire organization because they know what we're about. So I think long-term, the right people stay if they're about the right thing. Yeah, that's a perfect example too of when a lot of people will have to confront that that decision, right? Is providing consequences to somebody for uh, inappropriate behavior of some sort. So... Uh, I appreciate that you shared that story. That, that's great. Um, yep. What else do you think uh, is unique about you or your organization that others could learn from? I would say going slow to go fast at times. So meaning, you know, our, our goal about three years ago when we had those four offices was I want to grow to 20 offices. 
and I wanted to have 10 districts and 10 branches. And I made it a point not to put a timeline on it because I didn't just want to put warm bodies in chairs. I wanted to make sure I really built it the right way. And, and it's different, you know, as a, as, a, as a manager in a local office running training, I'm way more willing to give people a shot than on a leadership level. But I really wanted to have those pillars in the right place and grow with the right people because I knew that that would ripple quickly and it has. So I think that just being willing to take my time with people to be able to get them ready to be in a leadership role uh, versus thrusting them into it because there's an opening, I think has really paid off long term. But it took some patience uh, to be able to really get it right. I've gotten really good at taking a lot of time to plan out my organization and really dreaming about what's the next three years, five years, 10 years, what could it look like? And then, you know, kind of working backwards and saying, okay, what are the conversations I can have today to put us on track for that? Who are the people that I can attract and and put around me to be able to create that? I want to be able to, to do that from our family. I want to take as much time and energy to plan out how our family is going to do life together over the next decade and be really intentional about that. I think it's really easy as a business owner, dad, husband, to be able to wake up, do the routine, go to work, come home, and have as as much energy as you can with everybody. And I feel like me being intentional with how how we're going to make this great would really be the thing that I'm most excited about. So from a family perspective, absolutely positively, my biggest goal is just to plan that out with my wife and our family and, and really have a plan moving forward. Well, that's awesome to hear. Brett, I see behind you the Marty Dimitrovich Triple Crown of Service Award. And this is truly one of the most prestigious things our company gives people. It recognizes people who impact uh, the world in positive ways, both in vector and out of vector. And and I'm just wondering, uh, what are some of the things that you're doing to change lives outside of the vector business? Yeah. Um, thanks for asking. I, I think that a really cool thing about being a district manager, division manager with, with Vector is the, the autonomy that you get. You know, if, if you're getting results, you can really create whatever type of lifestyle or schedule that you want. And with that extra time, I'm able to volunteer a lot at our church. Um, we're really involved, had a tremendous impact on me. And I got asked by one of the leaders at church, hey, where, what's an area that you feel like you're gifted in? And I said, I love helping students. Love helping students. So I dove right in to our fifth and sixth grade program, uh, mostly because like when it comes to like scriptural stuff at church, I'm like completely new to that world within the last eight years. So I was like, well, I'll know more than them. You know, they're like 11 and 12 years old. I, I can hang with that. And it was so cool. There's about two or 300 of them every weekend that for about a year and a half, I would help run program for. I'd, I'd give the message, uh, dig in with them one-on-one. A lot of the skills that I learned at Vector and at Cutco, I'm able to really use outside of that. And it, it really is, there's so many similarities, what we do there and what I do in my local office uh, here in Indianapolis. So uh, that, and then I help lead uh, the student ministry leadership team. So we really have the idea at our church that we want to turn things over to the students as much as possible. So if you can imagine a Sunday night uh, service for high school students, but it's all ran by middle school and high school students from the band to the people giving the message to the welcome team to everything. And they really wanted to make that servant base. So leading them and teaching them things as simple as like when we're teaching somebody being had a second person interview, she is the key. They smile, handshake, eye contact. 
uh, how to how to introduce somebody, how to welcome little things like that that I'm able to teach them and, and help at church has been a really really big part of our life for probably about the last three years. Yeah, that's great, Brett. And and I would just love for anybody listening to this to think about how how you can impact the world in ways that are outside of just your work, because most people listening to this podcast are probably very successful at some level uh, or headed in that direction for sure. And I think that there's a responsibility to give back. And it's great to see you doing that. And awesome to see that you were honored with such a prestigious distinction from our company that honors, you know, one of our, our all-time great leaders that we've ever had in the company. Thank you so much, Dan. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's flashback episode of Changing Lives, Selling Knives, you can find the full episode and show notes at changinglivespodcast.com. You can also sign up there to receive free resources from me and some of our amazing guests. Please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives. 